This, 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 this is mythical. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome to Best Friends Back All Right, the show where two high school best friends try the best friend thing again. I'm Nagin Homayfad. And I'm Stevie Wynn Levine. And today we are going to talk about identity. You know that thing that says who you are? Yes. How we I am, see ourselves. I'm familiar with identity. <laughs> the thing that really boxes you in and leads you to therapy. <laughs> oh man, starting <laughs> off on a high note this morning. Or afternoon, or evening, or whenever you're Depending listening on when to you this. Listen to this. Maybe it's midnight. Maybe it's one a.m. You are a bad boy. <laughs> um, that's what I think. When By the way, listen to podcasts at one a.m. They're bad. Well, if you're listening to this at one a.m., it's probably a helpful detail that you have that Stevie is in pigtail braids. What is that supposed to mean? Just add that to your. I don't want that image. as like a mental like. If it's 1 a.m., it's helpful to note Stevie has pigtails. It's helpful to note that my entire left arm is bright red uh, yeah, due to it's sunburn. Rough. It's all I can really think about right, right now. Right, right, Actually, right. that's not true. I needed to tell you about something. I'm hoping someone out there can relate to what I'm about to say. Okay. I'm scared. I recently got a new toothbrush. And You're brushing I ha- again. <laughs> yes. And my previous toothbrush was just like a normal electric toothbrush, or so I thought. My new electric toothbrush has a face on it. This is a child's toothbrush. No, no. It is a a very adult Oral-B, not for pigtails only, electric (laughs) toothbrush. Is it on on the bristles or the back? No, no, no. It has a, like, a digital screen. Uh Uh-huh. Like, which is overkill. And, and a face on that like a emoji type of face and then like it has different settings and things and it has like a countdown clock and things like that but the face when i turned it on it had one of those like smirk like winky faces like (laughs) hey girl (laughs) like like you want to brush your teeth (laughs) i swear to you my toothbrush is freaking flirting with me and yes, and I can't read every morning. I don't know what kind of face it's going to be making at me. When I brush for long enough, it smiles. When I don't, it frowns. And I feel like we're forming a relationship. Yes. And I brought this up this weekend to a group of people. I was like, does anyone else's toothbrush like have a face? <laughs> and no one else's toothbrush has a face. And I'm confused. It's I've never, it's a I've never seen anything like that, but I love it. Do you? It creeps me out. I don't know. Maybe you just feel like a little bit guilty about this relationship you're I, starting with your... Listen, 
I don't fresh. need to open the bathroom door and feel a presence on the other right, side. Right, you're you know, not I'd like it to be a private space, but <laughs> I feel like I've let another person into my relationship at this point. How does point. Cassie feel about your toothbrush? She believes the toothbrush is sexually attracted to me. Um, <laughs> was what the conclusion she came to, uh, and really, and that's why today we're talking about identity because <laughs> because my identity is currently with my toothbrush with your I guess. toothbrush. I mean, and it's a vibrating toothbrush, which also oh, makes God. it. Oh, uh, Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just wanted to, I just wanted to become <laughs> clean about it. But there's also wow. no relationship, no no, no sexual relationship. Oh, people are going to leave this podcast and they're going to think that I'm having sex with my toothbrush. I mean, I think they were heels. thinking that already. <laughs> <laughs> How was your weekend? My weekend was super PG. I was in Greensboro. <laughs> I was back for, home for the holidays. No, just uh, just seeing my I was parents. Gonna ask you because it was it's a it's a trifecta of holiday weekends. Yes, but I was going to ask like the Ramadan celebration and your family. Like we're not how, we're not religious, so there's no observation at all. Or is there like correct? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, we were well, just that's hanging. really good because <laughs> it's it'd be a long one. It'd be a long one and not a lot of food. <laughs> not a lot of food. No, Zach and I drove up from Atlanta. With Kishmish, and it was so great. I love going back to Greensboro because it's when I get all of my errands run. Mm. You know, I bring my dry cleaning. I, <laughs> I mean, I know it's ridiculous, but you can get each piece of each like piece of clothing for two fifty, <laughs> two dollars and fifty cents. Prices on dry cleaning nowadays. I feel like it's at least triple that per piece. Really? Yeah. I don't do a lot of dry cleaning. I, I hate know. paying for dry cleaning. Yeah. I hate it seems a little ridiculous. It's you ridiculous. already paid for the garment. Garment. It should self-clean. Garment. <laughs> Gar- My garment has a face on it. I wanted to also <laughs> talk about that. So yeah, I got my I got my eyebrows threaded. I got my <laughs> third of the price. <laughs> third of the price. No, that one, surprisingly, same price. Huh. But quality was great. I Almost went to go get my nails done, but I was like, okay, Nagin, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? So you went up to Greensboro and spent zero time with your family <laughs> or Zach. You were just like running getting my shit the done. whole time. Yeah. Nice. Um, so you, so even though Zach is Jewish or comes from a Jewish family, yes. you guys also don't celebrate Passover. We will celebrate it if there are people if someone that are doing you it. To yeah. Do something. Yeah. 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 Same. I'm I'm interested in learning the the traditions, and every time there's a Jewish holiday, my dad calls Zach, and he's like, "So tell us about <laughs> what this means." He's so curious. He's like, "Can we can we do?" Zach is like, "Well, I something googled together. it earlier because I knew you would be calling me." <laughs> well, Zach and was I'm just like, "Oh, the Wikipedia entry." Zach didn't know it was Passover yeah. until my dad told him yeah, it was that Passover. So do you guys celebrate? No, but we got invited to a Seder this year, mm-hmm. which is really fun because, yeah. you know, there's like what do you a do? ceremony to it. Okay. So there is a book that's called the Haggadah that is like a, the prayer book for Pesach or Passover. And a, a Seder is, is like a, a dinner mm-hmm. and there's like a symbolic plate that has different things on it that like represent different things about the Jews fleeing Egypt or or slavery. And so all of the different uh, things that you do during that meal symbolize different things okay. about the plagues and st- other stuff. And usually, so there's like Jewish Jewish where it's like this is taking an hour and a half. I want to eat and I don't understand half the things that you're saying right, right now. 
And then there's like the in between, which is mostly in English, and like okay. there's like diet, some songs, diet yeah, diet yeah. Jewish, uh, abridged as the host called it. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular host, uh, we knew the host, and we didn't know anyone else at this dinner, oh. which sometimes I kind of like because that means like you don't have to care about like there's there's not. You're going in for seconds. No, no, it's just like, oh, who am I going to be today? (laughs) Because no one else knows me here type of thing. Are you a shapeshifter? Yeah. But anyway, um, so part of the Passover Seder is that usually you each person like reads a paragraph and you go around. And so I said to Cassie before we went, I was like, do you think she's doing that whole thing? Because Mm -hmm. even though I do a lot of reading for a living on on camera, that intimidates the crap out of me. Really? I, it makes me so anxious to publicly read like in a circle and everyone's listening to you and judging how you it's, read. Yeah, it's like other people. You're good with strangers listening to you or people like on I the just, Internet. Yeah. You don't want to see people. Wa- Listen, I get enough shit you. of things that I mispronounce every day. Oh. I, I don't need it in uh-huh. my immediate oh, life. Are you reading something in Hebrew? Well, okay, so there is like an English, um, what do you call it when they... Translation. Not translation. They spell it out so that... Oh, like the phonetic... Yes, yes, phonetic. The phonetic phonetic Um, spelling. So, uh, of course, I was the first one that had to read a paragraph. paragraph. um, Yeah, and... (laughs) There was the word Mishnah in it. And and these people don't know that, like, also I went to Jewish day school. Like, I'm not going to fuck up saying Mishnah. Uh-huh. But I say Mishnah and uh, <laughs> everyone at the table is like, oh, wow. Shula me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know, I was a little intimidating, but intimidated by that word, but you did a great job. And I was like, huh. And then I continue reading and I'm like, oh, I'm going to purposefully fuck something up as a joke. And so the phrase Middle Ages uh-huh. was coming up. So I read it as Middle Ages <laughs> and like clearly as a joke. And there was this pause oh. and I looked up around the table and I could tell that everyone was like, is this Dutch um, stupid <laughs> or is she making a joke? <laughs> And, like, the turn, like, you could see the wheels turning in everyone's head before they all started laughing really hard because they were like, we don't know this person. Right. She looks kind of dumb. Does she think it's Middle Ages? (laughs) And so uh, I felt like that was an appropriate actual identity story over the toothbrush to bring into this conversation because um, I wanted to firmly establish my identity at the Passover Seder as Dumb person who could, make, who, who could make <laughs> middle ages jokes Joke. but uh you know the perception that people have of you is very much a part of your identity as well and the perception they had was she's stupid and she knows mishnah but not middle ages but mishnah, what yeah. does mishnah mean i don't know okay okay sorry 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 i did not that was not to that was not to to embarrass you're you. breaking the facade damn it Okay, well, let's talk about identity. I think that, you know, it's a huge part of kind of coming of age and figuring out who you are. But I think it's still coming. (laughs) It's still coming. And I do feel like as I've gotten older, I've felt more comfortable questioning how people see me and not being either so intimidated by it or boxed in by it, but seeing it as like like a or judged judged. by it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I'm, you know. I'm changing as I as I age. Mm-hmm. I used to find identity a really limiting thing. Yeah. And now 
I'm questioning that. Like, and who, so, like in terms of like who you were supposed to who be. Who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Exactly. People's expectations of me. Yeah. So that's been a really interesting thing for me to think about. But I feel like one of the 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 first things I think about with identity is name. Mm-hmm. And your name, Missy, mm-hmm. is something that we have not it's talked Missy, about. Actually, my name is <laughs> Missy, and this is the reveal. <laughs> and now we, you know why I go by Stevie. <laughs> well, yeah. So the last time we were really Hang in. I was calling you Stephanie. Yeah. Steph. Stephanie. 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 Yeah. And fast forward a few years later, and I see that you're Stevie. Yeah. And I had all sorts of questions, but I didn't feel like it was appropriate for me to actually ask you about it. Interesting. I felt like that's a private thing. Like, who? why should I ask her? Why she's changing her name. Well, now she you're confident in yourself and you're asking me the questions. No. I'm like, we finally have a reason to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I've kind when of... When did you change your name? I've kind of revealed pieces, I think, throughout, you know, the past decade on mythical programming. But yeah, okay. I can kind of go back and tell the full story. I have not watched um, those pieces. Oh, God. <laughs> programming. I'm so offended. You haven't watched our thousands <laughs> well, of you know, hours of programming. You know that your name is programmed into my phone still as Stephanie Levine. Huh. I have not changed it because I felt like I won should have been maybe invited to call you Stevie. I didn't know if it was like a nickname, <laughs> oh, oh. like a like a pet name. Oh, okay. That just your friends called you. Consider this your formal invitation, <laughs> but also who's time to change their contacts in their phone? Well, it's really fucking me up now when I'm like going to text you and I'm like, Steve, fuck. Oh, Steph. so are you still having that like that switch of calling me Stevie? Yeah. It is an issue? It's not an it. I'm now no, it's no, pretty but normal, ca- but I, I catch myself. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I so don't we got to unpack like, this. Yeah. Okay. So if you go all the way back to eighth grade, yeah. um, and man, I didn't realize I was going to be talking about so many Jewish adjacent things. But <laughs> in eighth grade, uh, we had a class that was taught by the cool rabbi in town. Oh, yeah. There are two rabbis. Both very nice rabbis. Sure, they're both listening today, yeah. and I don't mean to offend either one of them. But one was played the guitar. Okay, if you know what I mean. So, and I remember he said, "Did you know that Stevie Nicks's name is Stephanie?" And I was like, "Oh, like there's a way out." Because <laughs> I always like, I think that oftentimes people don't like their own names. Like the grass mm. is always greener type yeah. of situation. I think the older you get perhaps the more confident you become in your name like mm-hmm. my middle name is win w-y-n-n-e and when i was a kid i was like that is embarrassing like mm. who what that's not even a name like who has that name and now i'm like oh it's unique and cool and i'm i'm confident in yeah. the uniqueness of it stephanie not so much a unique name so he said that and i was kind of like oh okay that is awesome. And also, I love Stevie Nicks. I have a neighbor neighbor that does not like Stevie Nicks. And uh, she also doesn't like capers. And she's slowly climbing down my list of favorite neighbors because oh, yeah. I like capers a lot. Yeah, uh, also, Stevie Nicks. Burning her house down for sure. I mean, Fleetwood Mac. But I didn't change my name at that point. And yeah, I think most people called me Steph uh, and throughout high school as well. But at the end of high school, I kind of like... I, it's funny because there's a Facebook album yeah. that's called Stevie on my Facebook. Uh-huh. And it was a photo shoot that I did. And I can't remember who it was with. 
but it was like me popping around Elm Street downtown with like my guitar and like trying to be a cool girl. <laughs> and it was called Stevie. And so I kind of like almost created this character, this persona of okay. like who I wanted to be. And uh, I think that the more I found out who I was, the more I was like, Stevie feels right and hmm. Stephanie never did. And maybe it was a little bit of gender identity mixed up in there because, you know, Stephanie is so feminine and right. that didn't really feel like me. Right. But I don't think so. I think that was probably buried down because that wasn't that wasn't top of mind for me at all. It was just I wanted something that was a little bit more unique that captured my personality mm-hmm. a little bit more. So yeah, I think it was like college ish time where where I just went by you just introduced yourself as stevie yeah and and um i think it's it took my parents a little bit i never said like you have to call me stevie it wasn't it's not one of those things like i think that if there's a slip up like it's it's interesting when i hear someone say call someone else like stephanie or steph like how i react inside and Um, what is it do you kind of look because now I don't. Okay. Now no part of me identifies with that name, so yeah. I don't look up. But it it there was like that period of time where I was like, oh, that that is my name. And so now my parents call me kind of whatever they want on the day. My dad calls me Stevie Wynn or Stephanie Wynn or, you know, I, so I will answer to any of to those any things. Of okay. Yeah. But that's kind of the origin of my name it was it's basically like the representation of growing up yeah and, and picking my own that's really thing. cool did you, you legally change it no okay. which is interesting when they're booking flights and such for me because oh. uh, i've had that happen before <laughs> where someone no- doesn't know that my legal name is stephanie and then you get up to the security line and you're like well this is fun Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You've always had a unique I've always name. had a unique name. Yeah. And it's like you said, like having a unique name doesn't feel cool when you're younger. Yeah. It just doesn't. It's because everyone awkward. botches everyone it all the time. Botches too. it. Yeah. And it is a burden for others to say your my name. And so part of it and everything Burden is an interesting that's word how it, choice. that's how I perceived it as um, like as like a young you, person, like it was like, difficult. Oh, they're struggling. They're okay. struggling. Got it, got it, got and it. I am definitely like the nurturing. Like I don't want you to struggle. Let me do what so I can. So you were annoyed. You never. Were, you, you. I was felt never bad. annoyed. I felt bad. 
or I didn't care. So I don't get pissed off when people say my name incorrectly, but I have become more vocal or more comfortable just telling them how to say it the yeah. right way. Like, oh, there's an what alternative. About, like, roll call situations, oh, like elementary school, worst. middle school. Like, what's the worst pronunciation? Do you know, people would say my name. Neg- also, we're in the South. Yeah, yeah. Right? So there's a there's a twang there. But I've gotten um, Nagin. That's not that's not so bad. That's that's like a southern twist. Nagin. Yeah. Well, okay. okay. Um Nugin. 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 Nagin. 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 You got that line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then my favorite was just Nadine. Just, just ignoring just the letters in the middle. Forget what's there. Okay. Nadine. And the worst were the scantrons. <laughs> That was actually the time, that's when I would get upset, is because we everything we had, like, sixth grade on was a Scantron test yeah. at the end of the year. Real personalized. Real personalized. And everybody in class but me would get a Scantron that was previously filled out. So what it was mean? like, um, rem- like if it was that. you, okay. you would, um, and maybe this, this was when we were taking, like, the state tests at the end of the year. Okay. You would get a pre-filled out Scantron that already had your name written and all the bubbles filled out the for, bubbles for the what? bubbles for your name so the scantron oh, machine, oh you know you had to pick okay you had to yeah. write your name and then all the letters were bubbled okay i was the only bitch that had 16 letters i had to write in and because they in, were because they just assumed it was a typo was, yeah my name was 100 percent a typo yeah and so i took like 10 minutes before everyone else to fill it out and i'm left-handed so everything was smudging <laughs> You know? You're left-handed? Yeah. I didn't know that yeah. about you. That's cool. Also kind of unique, I, I guess. mean, yeah. <laughs> that that's the that's creative people are left-handed. So, from scantrons to people, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you wear braids. I do. Pigtails. Pigtails. Hope you're having a good time. So, I feel at like at home, right now it's about 1:30. Mm. We've we've made our way through. Oh, I love how I was like, I'm going to keep time on my phone. Nope. Nope. But fine. Yeah, sure. It's 1:30 okay. a.m. So, I I feel like I americanized my name so that people could say it. And I it wasn't until recently that I started saying my own name correctly. What, what is the Yeah, what is so the that way that I would yeah. the way that I would uh, introduced myself, let's say, 10 years ago, okay. or even in school, was Nagin. Nagin. Okay. Right? And that's This is how- confirming for me personally. Yeah. That's what you called me. Because I thought that was correct. Yeah. And it's funny, when we reconnected, I noticed that you slightly changed the way oh. you said your name. Because you say it much more Nagin now. Nagin. No? Yeah. Nagin. Yeah. Instead of Nick. So Nagin. yes, yes, I remember that difference. And I noticed that. But I what? didn't know which one was Correct. Correct. But it's more like it's spelled. Now? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, my name is spelled. My name, the origin, <laughs> my name T- is yeah, spelled strangely me. too. Most Nagins. Is this not a. It's not It's common. not. Okay. No. It's Most like Nagins a- in the United States would spell their name like N E G I N. That's a very common mm-hmm. spelling. N E G I N. Which is, I think, a little bit more difficult. But yeah, my N E A G H E E N, I don't think there's any other Negin that spells her name that way, which is why all of my social media stuff is like just my name. Yeah. I don't have Negin.com. I don't need anything. But my parents, so my parents were in Tuscaloosa, Alabama in 1980, 
Mm. Eight. Mm-hmm. No, and they wanted to name this little baby, mm-hmm. this girl, Nagin, but they didn't know how to spell it. So my father's an engineer. And all he, all he knew was like, if we want to know how to spell this name, we got to bring together other scientists. Oh. Because scientists <laughs> will know how to spell a name. <laughs> right? His answer to everything is science. I like that. And nothing else. I like it. Okay, so, so, like, so there was like a council. There was a council over okay. dinner where they discussed the most logical way to spell my name and N-E-A-G-H-E-E-N. I believe they came to the right was, conclusion. It kind of works when you think of like Megan. I That's what I'm saying. Like your name is spelled you like may, you it makes say sense it now, to you? But, the, but in high school, it oh. was the, the lack of like kind of like the A sound at the beginning. The, ne- that the was, niggin was the versus problem. the niggin. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, okay, that's really interesting that you say that because I'm still working through how do I say my own name? Yeah. And I've been listening to my parents say it my whole life and they've never changed the way they said it and they would never correct me either. I think they kind of so you understood just yourself were like it's easier for people. Nagin, Nagin, I would just kind of repeat back what they would say. And it wasn't until I was at Minerva we had tons of international students mm-hmm. and all of them are coming to the United States, some of them for the first time. And they're also struggling with how do I introduce myself to people yeah, that can't yeah. say it? Yeah. So I was pretty inspired by them insisting on like, you know, you s- learn how to say my name the correct way that I started saying my name the correct way. So St- Stevie Wynn Levine. <laughs> Stevie. Stevie Wynn Levine. I would like you to try to say Negin. Nagin. Nagin. I'm going to close my eyes and hear you Nagin. say it. Nagin. This is what I'm saying. It's equal emphasis on Nagin. both syllables. Nagin. Nagin. Beautiful. So, Nagin. And, but in high school, it was Nagin. Nagin. It was totally opposite. Yeah. So, total evolution. I have way more I told confidence. you. I was like, oh, they, yeah, okay. And also, it's come on. Different. People it's... can do it when you now your last teach name. them. We will get to that. <laughs> we will get to that in a later... So I've learned to say my Give name me a piece at a time, differently. Yeah, okay. And I'm yeah, yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious how people with like unique names, non-American English, yeah. whatever names, how they go through that. Because a lot of people, Iranian yeah. people would, not a lot, but some would just. Nicknames, no? Change There's a name. lot of like, nicknames. Like Negin could be like, I would just become like Nicole or something yeah. else. It would just be an American name. Yeah. Um, and that was one way. To, yeah. I was going to say or a shortening, but the shortening, shortening of Negin. Never worked. Never had a lot of good nicknames yeah. growing up. <laughs> oh yeah, Nagini, Nagini Weenie. That was that 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 was the worst. Oh, of them Lucinda all. Melvin, I guess, called me Lavini Beanie because that's in my yearbook. Really? Yeah, that's Lavini Beanie. I don't oh, like it. Okay, Lucinda. So the best example, sorry, of this name stuff yeah. is Zach, my dear husband. Okay, it was like maybe one month ago that I sat him down and I was like, honey. We're going to say my name differently. We're going to say my name differently. And the reason for that is I was on set. Again, it was about a month ago. And and, uh, like a white American man Mm -hmm. said my name perfectly. Oh. Okay. Surprise. Surprise. Perfectly. I take back With an Iranian accent. It was like an out-of-body experience. He is married or he's with an Iranian woman. All right. So he has he has some exposure, but he said it, and I remember being like, "What? It's possible." <laughs> mm. 
And you're it like, was, I'm going to talk to Zach was, immediately. It was huge. Because I like the way this white man is saying my <laughs> we name. We're going to trade out. We're going to trade out. And I told him, and Zach, of course, was like, thank you. Tell me, like, I've been struggling with what, this. What, what, why? What was he saying? He was saying it like, like, Nagin, Nagin. He was, he was, it was not equal emphasis. It okay. wasn't wildly off. Okay. But, and now my baby keeps saying it the right way every That's time. So nice. And so I'm like, as he I don't says like it when it, Cassie says my name. Oh, I don't know what really? it is. It like when she says Stevie or when she doesn't call when you she like says baby Stevie. or something. Exactly. Oh. I, it's something with um hmm. we were talking about on the show a, a, a few months back. You're supposed to like it when someone says your name if it's like a uh, someone you're pursuing romantically because it yeah. like signals that like they're super interested in you. But I've always like I just don't like it. Yeah. Like I'm immediately like, oh, this is feels formal when oh. she says my name. I don't. It freaks me out. Okay, but you like her to recognize you just with a pet name. Eh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You let her break your hair. I actually like to fly under the radar. <laughs> I appreciate when we don't talk to each other at all and don't acknowledge each other. You like in the our hard to get bathroom hard house. To... Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. I have one bathroom. Nice. I don't. You're two people. That's actually. It's fine. Totally normal. It is small though. We had. Uh, well, I maybe some context. I was going to say we had a bunch of kids over to our house, which we we did. It was you know for for Easter we yeah. had like some of the neighborhood kids like stop into our house for a moment this weekend, and oh my god, the chaos a three, four, and five year old caused in a five minute period of time. There's not a single toy in our house, but everything's a toy. Everything. Oh, the Everything dogs. Ringo's toy. toys are. Perfect um, for children. But my house has never felt smaller than when those kids were in the house. Were in the house. Yeah. And this is why you don't want to have children. Yeah. Because you love that house so much. Well, no, <laughs> I just realized how many ways little kids could hurt themselves. Like, there's piles of rocks in my house. Inside the house. Inside the house. Uh, Cassie is a collector of rocks, feathers. Oh. Uh, shells. Any, yeah. any like, sticks. Okay. Um, Earth tools. Yeah. And uh, I do not know the organizational methods, but all I know is I pick up a rock from one pile and I put it in the other pile. The rock is back in the other pile the next time I look because that rock didn't belong in that pile. Okay. There were rocks everywhere. Oh, my gosh. There were rocks everywhere. There was an atlas. I didn't know we had an atlas. There was an atlas (laughs) spread across the floor. There's like a, 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 a palm palm like uh i don't even know a decorative yeah poof that just sits in the corner for some reason right oh no it was a ball it was a, it know, was a hacky just, sack oh my god the globe <laughs> like who knew i was so interested in maps apparently that was the case kids find everything yeah i don't know how i don't know how we got here oh here's a here's a segue mm. the globe the, the world globe. that's right you know Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of identity, anytime I say my name, somebody inevitably replies with, oh, where are you from? Yeah. It's just like you got to know that everyone's got to know the origin, yeah, the way yeah. you pronounce it, the everything. And that's normal for me. Yeah. But when I see it happen to other people, I'm like, oh, wow. Well, people you don't always... ask me where I'm from, but they do ask like, oh, how did your parents the like because they think Stevie. Yes. Yeah. So then that conversation happens. Do you I like having anytime... that conversation? I don't mind it. Yeah. I think it's anytime that somebody has a unique name, it's either, oh, where did you, like, where is, what's the origin of your name? Yes. Is essentially what they're yes. asking. Like, are, you a, are you a U.S. Well, citizen? how do you, <laughs> well, that doesn't, one time, <laughs> one time I got my hair cut 
And I was it was a bangs period. Uh And I love my hairstylist, but she just talks more than Mm. paying attention to what she's doing. Oh, no. She cut my bangs like a good, you know, at least inch higher than Ah. they uh, should be for the next month. Three people asked me if I was from the United States. <laughs> I love it. I was I like, oh my it. God. It, that's amazing. You have like, like a Scandinavian like, yeah, yeah. fringe. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. But yes, I always get the question, where are you from or what's your heritage? And so then we talk about Iran. Yeah. But like my entire life, I'm also, I'm not only pr- telling people or accepting the way people are saying my name. But also hearing people mispronounce Iran all of the time. Okay. Oh my yes. God, girl. Let's get, let's, we got let's, Iran. 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 Iran is very George Bush. Yeah. So yeah. I get that. It's like the Iraq of it all. Of it uh, all. Yeah. yeah. It's the whole incorrect of it all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the yeah. correct way but to with pronounce. With a twang. With a southern twang. With a southern twang. The correct way to pronounce Iran is. Iran. E-Ron. Yeah. E-Ron Howard. E-Ron. It's easy. It's easy. Yeah. E-Rock. It's the same thing. I was like, who's E-Ron Howard? <laughs> E-Ron Howard. <laughs> okay, so, so, so you you do, you get into it. Like, you're, I, like, I like, happy to, to answer, like, oh, well, my, my family. Is from there. And it, it's also, I'm also, like, you know, there's this thing with Iranians in the United States or Iranians outside of the, outside of Iran, where... They will either say they're Persian okay. or they're Iranian. I want to know, okay, what is that difference to you? Is it a cultural versus location-based? I'll tell you what, I, what it is to me. Growing up, I think for the most part, I would say I'm Persian. Persian in, is feels like it's more cultural. That's what I was wondering. Um, yeah. Also, it sounds sexier. Persian. Mm. Persian. Okay. Persian. It sounds cooler. It's a little bit mysterious. Persian Empire is like, sexy you know, as hell. sexy as hell. You know, math. Pro- it's Iranians like to claim that like math was invented and a lot of things were invented by the Persians. Okay. Yeah. Iran, this, I hear your dad here, but yeah. <laughs> Iran, <laughs> yeah. Iran is what the country is called now. Yeah. And it's not associated with a lot of great things. It's a very political thing to mm-hmm. say Iran in the same way that it's pretty political to say you're from the United States now mm-hmm. when you travel. like Yeah, always go with Canada. Canada. Yeah. Or like for me, I'll say I'm from Iran when I travel because mm-hmm. in the last few years, it's not so cool. Yeah. Other countries don't like us so much. Yeah. So I think it's the same thing with Persian and Iran. But I started just saying I'm Iranian after a while because I realized like if people are meeting me, if I can't say I'm Iranian and have people associate Iran not with what's going on in the news of mm-hmm. like, you know, what people think of as like dictatorships and just Iran, Iran and religion and all of that, then like, what am I doing to furthering well, that, yeah, yeah, uh, furthering yeah. people's like understanding of what it really is? Yeah looks like to be Iranian. Yeah. And so that's my small rebellion, I think, is How to say, say I'm I'm Iranian. Iran. Iranian? For How where? How would you mispronounce it? How would if somebody you, say it incorrectly? Said, uh, yeah. If you said Iranian. Iran. People say Iranian. Iranian. Yeah. Okay. Iranian. 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 But we should focus on saying it the right way. <laughs> I just couldn't put it together. <laughs> but well, yeah, it's interesting because so when I, somebody says that they're Persian, 
and you don't have the knowledge, you might not. Uh, you might not know. No. Yeah. And I think that's which I guess part is of it. Yeah, part of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, but I, I, I like your I like your switch. I think thanks. that's I think. You know, now you know somebody, you, whoever it is, that you. knows somebody from yeah. Iran. It's like, okay, I can think of Iranians as the people that I see on television who are not kind of portrayed in a really positive light. Or I can see it as like a young woman who seems like she's like a mm. contributing member of who seems, our society. Who seems like she is. <laughs> who seems, Girl, I live in who Glendale. I'm like seeing, me. I'm seeing. Oh, you're seeing yeah. Iranians left and right. Yeah. Well, and Armenian. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's good food everywhere. Your parents were, how far back does your family go in the United States? My great-grandparents were born in, like, Eastern Europe. In Eastern Europe. So okay. I'm, I'm mostly Ashkenazi and then, mm-hmm. like, some British-Irish, okay. which is, I mean, <laughs> evident in my I sunburn. See it. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> the furthest people mispronounce my name is the Levine. Levine, yeah. Which, you know, it's, that's how it's spelled, Have you had Levine cookies, by the way? No, I've heard of this though. Girl. This is a this is like a bougie. It is thing. a bougie thick. I've been watching cookie. these TikToks of uh-huh. this girl, this comedian who has been. She says that she has a lot of hot girlfriends in L.A. and uh. she likes to like pick up on the little things that they're eating or using product wise, and then she shares them with everyone. <laughs> and I don't know why I'm watching this because it's like this lip tint. It's the best. I'm like. I use chapstick. I don't need this. But it, like, there's like a specific cookie that they're eating right now. I'm surprised that the these hot it, girls but... are eating this cookie because it is highly no, caloric. no, not that cookie. They're not eating. That's yet. a previous hot girl cookie. <laughs> okay, this is like a better for you. A better cookie, for you. And I can't recall uh, what it's called. But is Levine? Is that a Jewish name? I don't know. Okay, but Levine is. Yeah. Oh, so actually, Levine is like a very Jewish yes. name because of the the tribes, and then okay. like Cohen is like the the number one, yeah, <laughs> and then Levi or Levine is like the second oh. big tribe. I Did think you ever feel any way this. about having a very Jewish, Jewish name. name growing up? No, like, but so like I've, I when I've picked like the places I want to travel to, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit conscious of you it. Because it's not like, there's n- no mm. one that I know that's not Jewish that has a name like Levine or Levy right. or, you know, anything in that, you know, yeah. area. So I'm you a bit conscious it. of it. Yeah. But then I look like a little Nazi, you know. <laughs> I was wondering, you know, before the 23 and me, I was like, what surprises know? are we going to yeah. have? <laughs> Is Cassie is Cassie Jewish? She's Catholic. Catholic. I mean, she's we're right. both not religious in any okay, kind of way. But she does but not have a she name. She did dress up as the I Easter Bunny this weekend. Oh. If, yeah, so she was channeling Christ through the um, Easter Bunny. Ears. Oh my gosh, Easter Bunny! By the way, yeah, right. I looked mm. up the origin of Easter egg painting. Okay, and dying, and I could be wrong, but what I read was it was a tradition started in like the '60s, where people were painting eggs red. To um, like the blood of Christ, situation? yeah, to show the blood of Christ. Why eggs? I don't know. I don't know if eggs well, are like you didn't a sign. look it up hard enough. Eggs are a sign of like a rebirth, for, you know? Because isn't that what kind of happened? Resurrection. I Ooh. I really shouldn't talk about religion because I don't know anything <laughs> about it. But I found the whole idea of like painting eggs red 
Yeah. To symbolize blood. Really strange. Given that it's is a very children. strange. Now it's a children's activity. Maybe yeah. it started as an adult activity. Well, there's some really fucked up children in my neighborhood. Because I think I told you <laughs> that I got a painting from down the street yeah. at like the little art collective. Did no, I tell you this? No. And it was a... Like, it was, like, two little boys who, like, set up, like, little 10 by 10 inch canvases uh-huh. that they were painting on. They were selling the paintings for, like, $5 each. And yeah. so we were like, oh, we'll get one. But we were like, oh, we love one. And then we turned to look at them. Yeah. And there was a lot of dark imagery. And I selected what I believe is the Joker from Batman hanging on a noose <gasps> with some blood trickling down his face. It's very cute. It goes nicely in the living room area. Is that the kind of thing that, like, you don't put it out, but when the kids come over, you put it out? Look at our decor. And I asked him to sign it because it wasn't signed. And he took a pencil and signed it, like, right on top in in the the middle. middle. (laughs) So I think it's going to be a collector's item. Wow. Yeah. That's the type of art that I like. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, so you know there's this whole thing about like what our names and heritage say about us. What the fuck did the tests say about you? Oh, okay. You did a little you Yes, did a okay. Little so test. I teased to you earlier that when we were we were uh, preparing for this episode, I did with Rhett and Link in January of 2014 um when we had like five mythical crew members. Mm-hmm. We did the Gallup Strengths Finder personality quiz test, okay. which is kind of awesome. It takes like I, I think it took like an hour to to ninety minutes, and it asks you questions, and there's a scale where you answer. Okay, and it keeps track of how much time you take per question. So every oh. like little thing is weighed into them guessing what your personality is. I highly recommend this. And and the guys talk about this um, Enneagram thing all of the time, uh-huh. uh, which I haven't done and I need to do. And I know they yeah, guessed at what my number is. Um, but But this is like a little bit more analytical. So there are 34 strengths, mm-hmm. and then they rank your top five strengths. Mm-hmm. And then each, there's like four different categories of strengths. So when we did it, I recall that I had like an even amount of strengths in each. Like I was a cross between Rhett and Link's results, which we were like, oh, this makes sense. <laughs> so if Rhett and Link had a baby, you would. I would be their baby. You would be it. Yeah. That's how a relationship yeah. is, actually. But there are four different, like, categories, domains, I guess. So there's executing, influencing, relationship building, strategic thinking are the okay. four categories. And the four, the 34 strengths are in those categories. Okay. And I remember that Link was the only one out of the three of us that had any strengths in the relationship building domain. <laughs> I mean, we stopped talking for 15 years. So that makes sense. It's like the empathy box, yeah. basically. He's yeah. the only one of the three of He's us that nice had guy. anything in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 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 rest of the, the strengths were um much more strategic than okay. that. So I was 
scared by the results I got in in January on January 23rd, 2014. Mm-hmm. They're very accurate. I'll just tell you what the strengths are. So analytical. Okay. Your analytical theme challenges other people. Prove it. Show me why what you are claiming is true. In the face of this kind of questioning, some will find that their brilliant theories will wither and die. For you, this is precisely the point. <laughs> Check. Check <laughs> <Yes>, out. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Um, strategic is the second one. The strategic theme enables you to sort through the clutter and find the best route. It is not a skill that can be taught. Oh. It's a distinct way of thinking, a special perspective on the world at large. So we have analytical, strategic. Yeah. Achiever. Mm-hmm. Your achiever theme helps explain your drive. Achiever describes a constant need for achievement. You feel as if every day starts at zero. By the end of the day, you must achieve something tangible in order to feel good about yourself. Oh. Which is so true. Really? Like, constantly, even my weekend, like, even things like I have the call with my parents on Sunday, Mm. I have, like, this, like, ongoing to-do list in my mind where I wake up and I'm like, what's my to-do list for today, the day that I'm, you know, not at work? So, again, all these are making sense. You could be the child of an immigrant. (laughs) Is this you? How interesting. You could be the child of an immigrant. (laughs) Discipline is my next one. Yeah. Your world needs to be predictable. It needs to be ordered and planned. Mm. So you instinctively impose structure on your world, which I just kind of said. And then arranger is the last one. And for some reason, this is the one that I had like underlines in back in 2014. You are a conductor. When faced with a complex situation involving many factors, you enjoy managing all the variables, aligning and realigning them until you're sure you have arranged them in the most productive configuration possible, mm-hmm. which Cassie might be with the rocks in our house when you think about it. Fellow arranger. Yeah. So those wow. are my top five strengths. Analytical, strategic, achiever, discipline, and arranger. Now, this does very much describe me. It's not fun. <laughs> Can I, I know we fun. talked a lot about your strengths, which are, which are beautiful. What are my weaknesses? I would love to know some of those weaknesses. I don't think we paid for that. Uh, <laughs> for that. You can pay a price and find your top five, and then you can pay extra, and they will rank all 34. But I don't <gasps> oh. think we were at a point at Mythical where we could afford the, uh, yeah, to uh, recognize the rest of the that situation. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought that when I got these results back, I was like, damn, this test is kind of yeah. perfect because it tells you exactly those things. It's imperfect, though, because I like to think that I'm a little bit more fun than what's on this page. But, yeah, I mean, at, at my core, all of these things are are, true. are very true. Yeah. And I, like, even having this buried in the back of my documents and digging it up uh, for this episode, I was just reminded that a lot of me has not changed from January wow. 2014 to now in the middle of 2022. Uh, especially like just hitting me with that first analytical thing about like, you know, I we I, I talk about what's right, which is just mm. such a messed up thing to talk about. But like it's a constant form of conversation, especially, you know, with the way that we work here. Yeah. Well, you have to have a system. And like I think that it can be shocking that you're still this way, but you're still this way because I figure you didn't want to change. I think that the, the yeah the analytical strategic nature is very hard to break from and and maybe one day uh, I but will. But like why? But, but why? It's why also is it hard incredibly to break from? no no no. Why oh. would you want to break from it? Because it's exhausting. Okay. 
Yeah. Because also, if you apply it widely, if you apply it to, like, work, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If you apply it to, you know, beforehand we were talking about um, masks on a plane or, like, you know, if you apply it to that world, then suddenly it's almost as if everyone around you that you don't know becomes a theory that you have to disprove or someone that yeah. has to check a certain box to right or control what you, or whatever yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. control i you mm-hmm. know i think that um i know that about myself when it when it comes to to drugs that are psychedelic drugs <laughs> i know that like i don't enjoy them because I like to have a certain amount of control yeah. of my environment. And, yeah. uh, and as soon as I don't, I'm like, no! no. Yeah. Yeah. That is really interesting. I Great plug for Gallup, by the way. I mean, they've, they're they known for doing these. It's really good. They're really it's good really at it. Good. I, I want to. I think I did it's one of these. Bucks, te- by the way. Okay. Worthwhile they're investment. Paying, they're paying me on the side. <laughs> so go to gallup.com <laughs> forward slash best friends back all right for a non-affiliate code. <laughs> Don't do it. That doesn't exist, guys. So, uh, well, I wanted to ask you because you mentioned earlier that your confidence has grown. Mm-hmm. Maybe your identity has shifted from high school when we knew each other to now. What is most representative of that? shift to you because from my perspective Mm. and what we've talked about we were both kind of the expectations were very high they were higher for you than they were for me but like you you kind of had to be the salutator and you kind of had to be the student Mm. body president you had to why do you say had to because i think those expectations were either you set them for yourself Mm -hmm. or someone set them for you and mm. and also like when we when it comes to academics and like what we talked about like being a good kid like those expectations were set for me too. Yeah. If you don't achieve this then you're not good. <laughs> you know. Right. So is it that that's shifted a little bit for you? Do you still feel like that is a box that you have to play in in some to some extent? Like what's oh. the thing that's really shifted? Okay, great questions. There are a few of them in there. One this idea of like has this need to be great at things shifted? No, there is no competition about it though for me. And I don't. And I there was some you just competition. Blew everyone else. No, no. But now a, I am the best, so it doesn't really matter. It's not about other people as much. Yeah, I think um, now when I do anything, I want to be really great at it. Dude, this podcast is a great example. Like the first episode, I want to kill myself oh, because come on, but it it's, was a it's great a perf- first episode. It is, but you know when you have yeah, um, you have impossible have expectations. Expectations and, yeah. sometimes yeah. it doesn't matter if it was yeah. great, right? I'm looking so the at it from a very achiever strength. Achiever strength is, in your is top. still there. I want to be great at whatever I do, and that's very much a result of the way I was growing up. Yeah, and this idea of like you have to be great, either do it the best or don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to because in my case, the way that, you know, I was raised was you have to because we don't know what else will allow you to succeed in this country. Mm. There is no alternative that we're aware of. There's no safety net. Yeah. And so you have to be as good as you can be in school, as good as you can be in everything that you do, because only if you do, you're 200 percent. Will you get on the same level as other people? Yeah. So that mentality was 
big and and it's the result of and that's the reason why I was able to do so much but it was also came at a price Mm -hmm. and so I think once I became a little bit more confident in being enough and knowing that like I don't need to be number one in something that I don't care about I think what I developed was a sense of what I care about yeah and not just being you great at what other people think. You don't need to be the best at everything. Think. You yeah. need to be the best at the thing that you want to be the best at. That was the biggest difference. That makes a lot of and sense. And that is so freaking empowering to separate yeah. the stuff you care about from the stuff that's like, you be great at that. I don't need to be. Yeah. This achiever thing really, I think this, some of the like takeaways or this like understanding for me really came to a head when I went to college where everyone at Harvard was the best in something before they came there yeah you had to be to get in but were they trying to be the best at everything some of them yeah Yeah. and i think seeing that up front was very eye-opening because that's you're like i don't want to be miserable yeah Yeah, i didn't and and it's exhausting like how because you can never be the best at it all something something is majorly sacrificed for it yeah um also, let's not kid, I probably tried and I didn't succeed at being the best at everything. So I'm sure that was part of <laughs> I don't me know. deciding From you will never know. <laughs> you will never I've know. I buried everything <laughs> that I wasn't the best at. You'll never know. But find that the totally files. like I see this in a lot of my peers is this idea that like, okay, we're now at this top school and the expectation is that we are the best at everything. I don't like telling people that I went to Harvard at all because often there's the joke of like oh you think you're smart or like the expectation Mm -hmm. that you know everything you can only be great and that um that probably factored into like why it took me some time to break free of doing something that was more standard like professionally most people I would say at Harvard there's this track of like you go to school doesn't matter what you studied you will try to become a management consultant or an investment <laughs> banker. It does not matter. Okay? And you're like, what the hell? I didn't even study any of this stuff. Why am I recruiting for Goldman Sachs? But you do it because everyone's doing it and that's the expectation. Yeah, yeah. And so I luckily, totally get that. I totally get the why you wouldn't want to tell people that you went to Harvard. There's a judgment that immediately I mean, comes yeah, with it. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. and and you know, now I'm coming to the point where I'm like, okay, how can all of these identifying factors, the fact that my name's different, that I'm Iranian, that I went to Harvard, that I do these things, how can those actually be my superpowers rather than the limiting factors that mm-hmm. I have seen them as? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that's a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Best Friends Back All Right. You can catch brand new episodes every Friday. Make sure to follow so you don't miss an episode. And hey, speaking of episodes, there are brand new episodes of our show on Food Network called Inside Eats with Rhett and Link wow. every Sunday at 1030 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. This week, the guys go behind the scenes at the Cheesecake Factory. They have the most giant menu of all time. And we decided to order every single item on the menu. So if you want to see that, check it out on Food Network this Sunday, 1030. I love you. We're so excited about checking it out. Yes, bring that energy. (laughs) Um, If you guys are enjoying this show, please leave us a review. If you're not, keep it to yourself. 
You can follow at Mythical Pods on TikTok for clips to share with family and friends. You can follow me at Nagin. Remember, that's N-E-A-G-H-E-E-N. <laughs> and Stevie Levine everywhere at Stevie W. Levine. And, of course, you can hear me every Monday through Friday on Good Mythical Morning with Rhett and Link at YouTube.com slash Good Mythical Morning. I'll see you there. And remember, it's Negin. Iran. Negin. <laughs> Bye.